And we are back for the third and final hour of Sound Off. As we uh, learned that Brad is going to take off this hour, he's got a doctor appointment. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow, though. And uh, we're uh, just looking out the window here, and we're seeing sunny skies. And if we check the uh, weather, the air temp down at Canal Park, we're at 25 degrees. Yeah, so uh, 25 degrees, not too bad. Normal high this time of the year is 24, so we're in normal territory. Yeah, we're going to dip into uh, uh, below normal territory for a while, just a day or two, and then we're going to start seeing some uh, moderation and getting back into some very mild weather again. So uh, just stay tuned and stay with us. And, oh, by the way, on the phone we do have Cheryl from CF Design, and we talk to Cheryl every time of the uh, day on Thursday, this time of the week, rather. Uh, Cheryl, good afternoon to you. Hello, how are you? I'm doing well, and I'll tell you, we're fortunate to have a company like yours in Duluth, in the Twin Ports, uh, to provide the services that you provide. But I want you to talk about those services and uh, what you do down at CF Design. Sure. Um, We are a small architectural firm. We specialize in residential uh, design at all levels, anything from a window seat to a multi-building family compound. So we're all over the place. And uh, we have a, about an office in Bayfield, Wisconsin, as well as Duluth, Minnesota. So we're working with about a 250 to 300 mile radius. Uh, I think I live in my car half the time of the week. So, <laughs> well, I'm sure you work with a lot of general contractors then as well, huh? We do, and it's been interesting this last year since our last five years, really since COVID. A lot of contractors have uh, kind of been aging out of the uh, the business, and there's not too many new young people coming in. It's uh, it's a little disturbing, but uh, we still have some very very fine contractors in town here, and some very good contractors over in northern Wisconsin. But they're getting harder and harder to find, more and more rare. Take us through the process. Is this more of a homeowner or somebody that is maybe building and has some ideas? Do they contact you and say, here's some ideas I have? And I would imagine as well that you might even provide some ideas and suggestions. Oh, sure, we do. And I think, you know, our typical client is somebody who has an interest in uh, in design, usually has some kind of an art interest or a performance interest of some sort, and they're, they're used to a process of doing something that takes a little bit of time and might not be linear. It might go back and forth and back and forth and push forward sometimes and turn around and go backwards and kind of move forward. So it's not your, your, your usual person. Um, we hope it will become that way as time goes on because uh, when we do these projects for people, we do them specifically for the these people and specifically for their site and specifically for their culture and their background and their interests and even the things that they have in their own home that they wish to carry forward, their family, uh, their whole story, their family story comes forward in the, in the building. And so in the end, when the project is done, uh, it represents them. And when people see this, they, they see the values of the owners. They may take a lesson in how the owners have put things together with commodity and great scale and wonderful products and materials. So it's a point of pride, really, for uh, people to come forward and ask for a little bit of help from us. And it doesn't mean we have to do everything. Um, sometimes just a little touch or just a little um, change to an existing condition can inspire a whole new way of thinking about uh, a house. And so that includes people who are actually looking to purchase existing houses. We uh, we offer a service that uh, we'll, we're happy to go in and take a look at what's available and do a little interview to see how the fit uh, of the place is the fit to the client and suggest things that we can do that, that might uh, bring it around into their own turf. The, the idea here is to try to be sustainable, and sustainable to us is 
you buy a house once, and unless you're forced to move by work or some other um, secondary issue, you keep it for your life, and you grow into it, and you, you take care of it, and you modify it, and you make it fit your life. So uh, we're in it for the long haul. Most of these projects that we do, uh, when we do new homes, we, we do them once, and uh, oftentimes they're passed on to the next generation, and uh, it's just passing on a legacy is what it is. Well, i got to tell you, if people are interested or they're curious and they're not familiar with CF Design, go to the website, cfdesignltd.com, or simply do a Google search. You'll find it that way, CF Design. I'm looking at the, some of the pictures on this website. Uh, th- this is uh, amazing, remarkable, really. Yeah, thank you. Well, we have some very nice projects coming up this year, too, and we're hoping to uh, to make the most of a good building year. We finally got a few things going uh, after COVID. It was a slow few years there, but we have several projects in construction over in Wisconsin, and we have several projects in Minnesota, one of which is on London Road and is really setting quite, quite a different uh, outlook and a different precedent for what could be happening on London Road. It's a very, very modern project and uh, using some new modern materials and taking full advantage of the site, and uh, it's really a beautiful project. It's coming up out of the ground and sheetrock's going inside, so we're excited. And and we're doing some historic projects, too. We're remodeling a project that was built originally in 1886 uh, in the Hunter's Park area. It was the Hunter uh, House, actually. Oh, my. And uh, that's been a multi-year project, and it'll continue on for another year. So we're at both ends of the spectrum, very, very modern, very new, and then reviving uh, projects that have been uh, built long ago. Well, you've got a showroom right there on uh, East Superior Street, 310 East Superior Street, across from uh, the Sheraton, the Grace Lawn, uh, old Hotel Duluth, some of us still remember, Um, Loom Studio, and you've got a great uh, um, front uh, entrance there and uh, display area there as well. Yeah, we sure do. Um, we opened Loom Studio, which is right adjacent to our architectural firm here at 310 uh, East Superior Street, because uh, it, which is a lighting studio, by the way, and it shows, showcases a lot of the finest, finest uh, international lighting. And we also have some very comfortable furnishings, because if you're going to consider something and you're going to really take it in, you need to sit and be quiet and kind of look and, and really judge these things. So we have a lot of comfortable places to sit and, and take a look at all we have to offer. And the reason we did this is that we start a lot of our projects thinking about daylight and thinking about how we can reinforce the light conditions of the site by bringing in lighting to the house and making it comfortable 24-10, 24-7 rather. And uh, so we, we, we start our projects this way and we find a lot of times at the end of the projects, whether it's a financial issue or whether it's just that we haven't stressed this enough, um, some of the importance of lighting uh, disappears. And we think it, it really hurts the overall um, body of work that we're doing because we're so dependent on daylight and on sun and on moonlight and, and just kind of creating comfortable, shadowless spaces to live in in our homes. And uh, we want that to be on the table from day one through the construction process. So we'd love to have you come down, sit in the studio, take a look at some absolutely wonderful lighting, all of which is LED, which is a new technology, and uh, it's coming wave. We're getting rid of incandescent lighting altogether in the next few years. So this is something you need to know about, and uh, we have an awful lot of very interesting things I'm sure you've never seen before here in the studio. Well, that's exciting. Uh, this And just looking at some of the things online, and now the studio is open today until 5 o'clock. How do people get a hold of you? People are listening. They want to contact you for uh, CF Design, Luma Studio, what have you. You bet. We have two numbers. Our, our, our office number, which covers both Loom Studio and CF Design, is 218 218- 
722-1060. And my cell phone also acts as our office phone uh, for those of us that are moving around the office and can't grab it. So it is 218-343-0983. And you can always email me at Cheryl, C-H-E-R-Y-L, at C-F Design, ltd.com. Fantastic. Uh, Brad will be back next week. You two can chat then, but I enjoyed this time that I spent with you and uh, look forward to uh, to next week. Very good. Well, enjoy your week. I like talking to you too. It was wonderful. Thanks. Thanks, Cheryl. There they go. Uh, there she goes, rather. Cheryl from CF Design. Again, folks, go to this website and you'll see what we're talking about, uh, cfdesignltd.com. And if you like windows, if you like glass, if you like lighting, my goodness, this is going to give you some ideas uh, for your future uh, home and construction ideas, if you will, and uh, check it out. Well, where are we? It was 25 years ago today. Yeah, you remember that? Where were you? Yeah. Well, okay, 25 years ago today, yeah. Let me just uh, move into this here. Maybe my favorite Rolling Stone song, Gimme Shelter, and this has been covered by a variety of bands over the years. Locally, the Centerville All-Stars do a great cover of Gimme Shelter. But it was 25 years ago today, on February 15th, 1999, then Minnesota Governor Jesse Ventura declared it the Rolling Stones Day in Minnesota. Now why? Well, before becoming governor and before he became a professional wrestler, Jesse worked as a bodyguard for the Rolling Stones, and he witnessed one of Ronnie Woods and Keith Richards' most embarrassing moments. The former governor led the band's security detail when they came through Minneapolis in 1978 and 1981, and he still chuckles about uh, one on-the-road tale. And this is a quote from uh, Jesse Ventura. Keith and Woody, that's guitarist Ron Wood, were in the dressing room, and their manager burst in and said, the police are here. Keith, Wood, and I are flushing everything down the toilet. The police are here. And 30 seconds later, in walks Stuart Copeland and Sting. <laughs> Stuart Copeland, the drummer for the band Police, and Sting, of course, the vocalist and bass player. So I thought that was a funny story. And it was 25 years ago today that Governor Ventura declared it the Rolling Stone Day in Minnesota. Yeah. 218-722-0839. If you want to call the program, go right ahead. 218-722-0839. You also have the option of texting and I'll try to get to your text if you want to do that. But uh, we had a text earlier, and I didn't get a chance to get to this. I was hoping she could call in, but she was busy taking care of some kids, and she just didn't have time, and it was a real lengthy text. But it has to do with the conversation that Brad had, excuse me, yesterday with this transgender person, a man that became a woman. And he did this at the age of 72. And I guess I was trying to you know, make sense of it yesterday. I thought, wait a second. Well, 
she is also confused, she being the person that texts us. She said, I'm confused on this transgender uh, person that called yesterday. Regarding transgender men competing against female athletes, he didn't seem to give a very clear answer unless I missed something on his position. And he was talking about after puberty and before before puberty. I, I didn't understand the final answer. And then she went on to say, I have a comment regarding this transgender caller uh, having this type of surgery at the age of 72 to change his sex. I assume that there is some kind of medical ethics regarding performing this type of surgery on a person of that age, considering health-wise and healing-wise. It may be difficult to recover from. I'm curious to know if there's an age limit uh, regarding seniors. Um, And then uh, I know for young people it seems to be an open field, but seniors do not have the same immunity and healing powers that a young person's body does. And she was just kind of wondering out loud about that. And... Again, I guess getting back to the thing with uh, transgender people transitioning from men to women, I asked him, I said, what's your thought on this in in competition, in sports? And you're right. uh, He wasn't real clear on that. But what I got out of that is that if you've already passed puberty and you have this done, it sounded like he was not in favor of that. And I'm going to say it again. If this is allowed to happen and continue, and I think it will be, there will come a day in some sports where men that have transitioned to women will be competing without any biological women in this women's sporting event. That's wrong. And that's my position. And I think that there needs to be a category, if you will, for sporting competition for people that have had this transition. You can't, well, I don't want to get carried away on this topic. Do we have Wade on the phone? You do. And and actually what I wanted to talk about is probably a little closer to home. Yeah, Wade. Um, the last year, and I didn't catch that until this year, the trifecta government has eliminated the third grade literacy uh, requirement. So there is no literacy level required in the third grade anymore. Why? Yes. Well, you know, I've asked our esteemed senator many questions, and our esteemed senator does not ever, ever, ever respond to me. I guess I don't blame him because I'm not very nice to him, but he doesn't deserve it. Um, he doesn't yeah, respond, I, huh? Doesn't respond. No, I. Well, he's he's part of the trifecta, but, but and he's a carpetbagger. Okay. Well, <laughs> no. yeah. Well. He, I, maybe I wouldn't respond to somebody that was that way, and I don't know what kind of conversations you've had with him over the years. But uh, Well, he just moved here not long ago. Now, who are we talking about, Wade? I'm talking about Housechild. Where did he move here from? North Dakota. Oh, okay. He was elected in North Dakota, Yeah. so he decided to come here. You know, 
I, I guess I'm going to veer away from that just for w- one moment and, and get to uh, Alejandra Mayorkas, our director yeah. of Homeland Security, who was impeached by the House. And yeah. he was born in Cuba. Yep. Yeah. And I know he came here as a young child with his parents. Um, but should there be some type of clause somewhere, some type of, dare I say, rule, that the person that is a head of the Department of Homeland Security should be an American-born person? Is that too much to ask for? Well... And I'm not suggesting that the reason he's... that he was The fact that he was born in Cuba could be a bad thing, but... It doesn't sound well with me. I'm sorry. He, he was educated incorrectly. Well, he was created, uh, educated incorrectly at UC Berkeley. Yeah. So really anybody from California shouldn't be allowed to hold federal law. I like it. You might get a bell. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, hey, give but, a, give, oh, can you imagine that? Third grade literacy is not is not a thing anymore. Well, why? I, I, again, I get I back to know, why. Why is this I a topic? One thing: when my when my children entered kindergarten, they could read independently. When my grandchildren have entered kindergarten, they could read independently. Why would you why would you do this? Is it because the parents today are too lazy to take care of their own children and, and okay. work on making them decent human beings? Well again, what is school for? Uh indoctrination now in, in Minnesota. I mean if you can't uphold some standards, if you can't exactly. have uh officers there to control these young people, what yeah. is the future oh, yes, of our thing. what is the Why future of schools? Thing? That should have been fixed the first hour of the new legislative session. Well, still working on it because they're so afraid they're going to offend someone. It's sad. I'm here to offend. Wait, it's sad. And and the reason I say it's sad is because there was a time not too long ago where Minnesota was the shining star of education. People came to Minnesota to work here and and have careers and raise families. And a big part of that was because of our education standards and system. And what's happened? All of our grandchildren go to private school now because of it. Boy, I'll tell you, public school, is it doomed? Is the future of public school doomed? Um, As long as we let the government run it roughshod the way they have, yes. Is that a good thing? Um, I mean, look at what their policies yeah, are. If we could have a, if we could have a, if we could have a viable alternative that everybody else could choose a, a the school yeah. of their liking. And I'm more of a libertarian on this than anything, really. Oh, I like it. You know, yeah. There, there's, there's a lot of stuff the libertarians got right. Some wrong, and nobody's right on everything. So, yeah. You know. Don't tread on me. Democrats have something right once in a while. I can't think of anything, but I know they do. Give us the deer update. Give us the transit, the van update. What's the latest? Uh, About 10 weeks, and it'll be fixed. So it's not totaled. That's Not totaled, but it's going to take about 10 weeks, and I'm driving a little tiny one now that's making my job a lot harder. 
<laughs> oh, boy. Wade, thank you. You're welcome. You have a great day, Kenny. All right, you as well. We've got to take a break here. We'll be right back. KDAL time is 133, 23 degrees at the National Weather Service in Duluth. I wanted to get uh, what the uh, current uh, wind chills are, and I'm having a little difficult time with my... There it is. Okay. It's the National Weather Service. Sometimes they're slow. Maybe it's the computer. I'm not sure. Uh, but we've got uh, 23 degrees, a northwest wind at 18. So the wind chill right now at the National Weather Service here in Duluth is 9 degrees. Yeah, if we go over to Superior, uh, let's see if it's any different over there. I am a little bit 29 on the air temp at the Bong Airport in Superior, 29. West wind at 16. And uh, we've got a wind chill of 17 degrees in Superior. And up on the Iron Range, we're going to go to Eveleth. We're going to see a 19 degrees, northwest wind at 12, and a wind chill of 6. Now, tonight, uh, around uh, the Iron Range, 2 above for your low, and that's going to be early tomorrow morning. And then Friday, mostly sunny and a high of 10 degrees above zero. And then Friday night, 3 for the low. So Saturday morning, uh, it's going to be chilly on the Iron Range, but it's going to start to warm up. Mostly cloudy, breezy on Saturday and 24 degrees, and then 29 degrees on Sunday, and then back into the 30s on Monday, starting Monday for the Iron Range. So a little bit of a cold snap here, and then back to some above-normal temperatures. We're going to do the CBS News break, and we'll be right back. Just so we're clear, news happens at the top 30 minutes fast, and when it breaks, everything in between is opinion. This is KDAL AM 610 and FM 103.9. KDAL time is 138. Uh, some sunshine, uh, 23 degrees right now at the National Weather Service in Duluth. And what is going on with the gas prices? You know, back in the day, I remember when gas prices would go up, oh, by a nickel or six or seven cents. They all seem to creep back down by pennies. I always say they go up by nickels and dimes and down by pennies. But uh, and this was just the way it was forever. Gas prices went up a nickel. Gas prices went up six cents. Well, I noticed that the gas prices... This has happened twice in the last eh, month, month, month and a half. And the gas prices have changed 40 cents from one day to the next. For instance, and I've said this over and over, I don't know why M&H gas station at the Point of Rocks, I used to work there back in, oh gosh, it was 1979, I think. But they are consistently, and it's been this way for as long as they've been there, they are consistently the cheapest gas in town. They don't follow along with the other gas stations nearby, Holiday and Quick Trip. And I'm not sure what they're, why they've got that formula. I, I think I know why. Because when you build a reputation, whether it's low gas prices, low prices, good customer service, People remember that, and they're going to be loyal. You're going to have loyal customers. And I think that's what they've done. But again, they've consistently been the cheapest gas in town. And for weeks, they were like 30 cents cheaper than the gas stations just blocks away. Why? And I've always been of the, 
thought that the gas station owners, the gas station people that control the prices, they don't do it because of the gas that's in the tank, in in their, you know, holding tanks. Well, they've bought it at this price, or they got to sell it at this price. No, I think it's a whim. I, I really do. I, what's the guy across the street doing? Oh, he he's at this price. Well, then we're going to be at this price. Okay, but a, okay, thirty-eight cents for instance. Holiday and Quick Trip at Twenty Seventh Avenue West. We're both at two forty-six a gallon. All right, I can buy that. And then for some reason, again, they were the same price. They came down to the same price as M&H. And, and I've got to use the names of these places to paint the story here, paint the picture. So 246 at Holiday and Quick Trip, 27, 246. And then, boom, overnight, it jumps 38 cents to 284. Why? What does M&H do? They come up 12 cents. It's a scam, ladies and gentlemen. It's a scam. And they set these prices based on what they want. And maybe it's to some extent what they need. (laughs) But what happened? What happened to the, oh, gas went up by a nickel, not 38 cents. I don't know. Maybe I'm paying too close attention to it. But that's me. I'm kind of weird. To the phones we go. Who, who do we have on the phone? Hey, Kenny. It's Asa. Asa, how are you? I'm good. Um, just wanted to comment about the, the gas prices. Um, I'm I'm from Grand Rapids originally. and Really? Yeah, My old of, stomping grounds. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. It, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to be in Duluth, though. <laughs> but but uh, anyways, the, you know, in Grand Rapids, there's chains like Holiday, and then there's the small mom-and-pop shops like Nucci's in the corner. Well, but they have an M&H in there. Grand Rapids as well. They do. The The difference between there and here is, uh, in Grand Rapids, everyone's pretty much locked in, into a price. They All the owners somehow are at the same price. No one's ever higher. No one's ever lower. Everything's within, you know, two cents. But here, everyone gets their, everyone can get their gas from a different trucking company or a different trans, uh, transporter. So I believe like Holiday and Quick Trip have their own transports, their own fuel deliveries. I don't quote me on it, but I'm pretty sure M&H gets it from an independent, uh, you know, transport. They yeah. don't get it from yeah. the Holiday or, you know. They're uh, in, it's not in-house. Like, exactly. So yeah. they can, they can do that a little bit different where the M&H and Garden Rapids probably does the same thing, but everyone's locked in there and, and, you know, they can't be lower, but here they don't have to do that. So they can, they can be lower. And I'm not saying it's, it is, but well, why a 40 cent change from the one day to the next? Okay. 38 cents. I have no idea. I wish 38 I, cents. I wish I Asa. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a lot. I, I, I never know what the price is going to be you know, when I go there. So I don't even look at, well, I don't even look anymore. I need gas. So I get it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, that's funny. That's interesting. Cause I do. I've always been a price shopper when it comes to gas. Always. And it's not a bad thing. I just, I just know I need it and I'm not going to drive, you know, 10 miles out of the way, yeah. or five miles out of the way to get a cheaper price when, you know what, I yeah. can get it here, pay the couple cents more. Okay. <laughs> I'm not happy about it, yeah. but I'll yeah. do it. <laughs> 
Well, thank you for calling. You're welcome. Have a good one. Yep, you too. Um, yeah, that's something. I've always been a, a price shopper, always, because I, again, I know where the cheapest gas is. And I grew up in that neighborhood, and I still don't live that far away, and it's not that. I, I go by that gas station on a weekly basis. I don't know. Listen, we've got a caller on the phone uh, real quickly. First name and where you're calling from. Kenny. Yeah. Mike, how are you? Mike, what's going on? You're on the radio. Talk. I'm actually going to go on the radio. I uh, just want to let you know, great broadcast as always. I get a lot of information on what's going out there in the heartbeat of our world. Now, you're uh, you're, you're down uh, south of Duluth Webster. in Webster, yep. Wisconsin. Did you get yep. snow? Uh, we got one inch. Okay. And we're not going to die, and we have sunshine. Nice. So, you know, it's not bad. Yeah, yeah. It, it's been pretty good. I haven't, I heard you guys just got sun an hour ago. I've had you on for two hours. Yeah. But I got to be brief, but, uh, and I'll be decent, okay? Uh, I'm offended that I have not heard anything about myself being a Caucasian ethnicity and that I helped or hurt anybody in the world today. You guys haven't brought any of that up. And I'm sorry that the gentleman yesterday had a problem with uh, dealing with where he's at in his life. But he did make a comment that he could drive a golf ball farther than any other 78-year-old. I thought that was kind of sexist. And he's a female, right? Great. He is now. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, not, hey, good for you, you know. Yeah. And I think most people feel that way, just really, just, you know, stop trying to shove it down our throats. Be whatever you want to do. Hang out in your house, hang out Amen. lake fishing, you know, because no one cares. We're not going to hurt anybody. We're not going to go after anybody, but just, like, after a while, can we have a break? You know, like, yeah. interesting, too, the school information, they're going to cut back to third-grade standards. I'm glad at, I'm 68. I got a public education. I think I got a pretty good one, even though I failed or got D's most of the time. Yeah. But I learned. I just didn't turn the homework in. Well, but pun intended. Oh, pun intended, what? Mike. You're old school. Oh, I know that. I've been told that many, many times. Mike's old school. Oh, you're just old school. I'm like, oh, no, I'm trying to be realistic and talk that you love everybody, and everybody has the right of a road they want to approach and they want to go on, and that's their choice. But I don't want to hear about it, you know? Kenny, I know you got real people that have brains to talk to. I did call one of your sponsors today, and I lined up an appointment because it's the right time to do it. And, uh, yeah, you guys have a great program. You, I mean, Brad also, but, Kim, uh, I'm glad you guys are on the air. For normal people, oh, well, we can't say that. I'm going to hurt somebody. For a lot of people, it's nice to hear just some information, and you can make your own decision. Hey, thanks for being a listener. Thanks for being a contributor as well. Yeah, I got a song in there for you, too, for Bumper. Take care, my brother. All right, Mike. There he goes. Yeah, Mike and I talk uh, off and off air uh, from time to time, and so it was uh, surprising and uh, a pleasant surprise to hear him talk on the radio. Yeah, so you got a chance to hear Mike from Webster, Wisconsin. 23 degrees currently, northwest wind now 21 miles an hour. So, yeah, the wind is biting us eight is the current wind chill. And uh, do I have Corey from the range? Yes, sir, you do. Corey, how are you? I'm very well. Yourself? I'm doing well as well. I'm a solo. And, uh, there you go. See, I'm not sure what topic you want to talk about, but uh, I'm concerned about what's going on in Minnesota with these uh, Democrats and what they want to do with uh, these gun purchases. It is an infringement on the Constitution. That's it. There's no other words to put on it. It's our Second Amendment being fringed upon. Yeah. And in, the, in it, it is, it shall not be infringed, period. Yeah. There's no other words for it. So 
A couple of quick comments. Uh, your caller yesterday, I played it for a couple of people. Um, I'm sorry, still a man. Chromosome-wise, he's still a man. Uh, you can change whatever you want, but you're still a man. I think it was a spoof. I'm with Tom from Port Wing. Uh, I had my wife listen to it. She thought the same thing. He was just kind of all over the place. Um, and if you were... Well, you know, it's interesting, and I'm glad you said that, because <laughs> him and I talking one-on-one, yeah. it was a whole different conversation. And, and I don't want to scare anybody or, or give anybody any further doubts, but it was a different flow, if you will. It was a different conversation than when he got on the radio. And he didn't want to do it at first. And I said, well, it doesn't do anything. You've got a compelling story, blah, blah, blah. And let's talk to Brad. Oh, what the heck? He says, I'm not afraid to talk on the radio. (laughs) I'm going to go on record because, again, I talked to him in a different setting and then listening to him on the radio. I thought Brad carried it too far, 15 minutes. That was was way too long. And uh, he just kind of let him ramble. But I think the guy's legit. Okay. Then uh, that's that's great. I, I'll compliment Brad that he allowed him to speak how he needed to. So he gave him, like you said, ample time on there. Yeah. You're feeling a little bit too long a time, but again, allow him to speak. But why 72, Corey? Why do a, a, a sex change, if you will, at 72 years old? So does that make his current life a lesbian? Oh, wait. It's, he's still a man. Corey! <laughs> Sorry, I got to go that direction. But the reason that I did call, yeah, um, I'm very angered with our uh, Tim Waltz and Flanagan. We had a uh, longtime highway patrolman retire yesterday, Matt Langer, a great guy for the state. But they're congratulating him. And from the observation that I have had, these two do not like police officers. They have done their utmost to discredit all law enforcement throughout Minnesota. But yeah, they can stand up there. Yeah, that that really is something. And I got to tell you, this is all due to this George Floyd incident. Yes. And if you've watched the fall of Minneapolis, you know there were many people that lied on the stand. Absolutely. Including the chief of police of Minneapolis, Tim Waltz. uh, Absolutely. On and on and on. So So they're perpetuating this lie, and I agree. They are. They are. Uh, something that just came out, Moose Lake has now voted to dissolve their police department. Carleton County, Moose Lake? That is correct, sir. What's going on? I, I, <laughs> huh? they, from financial instability, they are getting rid of their police department. It's because of financial instability. So now the, the sheriff will have uh, control of... They will have the utmost responsibility, yeah. Interesting. It is. It is. Mm. It's, hate to see it happen. You know, we need protection out there. Um, we are our own protection in our home because we know it takes a while for law enforcement to show up. Yeah. Just the way it happens with distances. So that's all I got for you, Kenny. Thanks, Corey. Thanks. All right. We're going to take a final break here of uh, this final hour of Sound Off. Brad had to take off to uh, go to the doctor. Uh, he'll be back tomorrow. So we'll be right back. KDAL time, 155, 25 degrees in Proctor right now. It feels like 11 in Proctor because you got a northwest wind at 18. We've got Kyle on the phone. And, Kyle, you wanted to add something to this uh, comment that Corey made about uh, the police in Carleton, in Moose Lake in Carleton County. Yep. So just real quick, I live in Esco, and we disbanded our police department about four years ago. 
and subcontracted to have a full-time sheriff's deputy come into our township or city uh, and patrol it for 40 hours a week. And this was done four years ago, and it's not a it's not a different thing than what Moose Lake is doing. Moose Lake was talking about getting rid of their their police officers and subcontracting or contracting out with the sheriff's office to have four full-time deputies to work the Moose Lake, where they would be strictly working Moose Lake, the city of Moose Lake. Yeah. So they're not getting rid of the police department, and it, it doesn't sound like it's going to take any longer to have police protection. It's just going to be coming in a white car instead of a blue car. So it's so public safety is not going to be compromised? No, not at all. And my understanding, and don't quote me on the numbers, it was about a third to half less the cost than Moose Lake doing their own. Oh, my. Well, if somebody dials 911 in Moose Lake, they're going to get uh, the sheriff to uh, tend to their needs. Correct. Yeah. And if they disband it completely and didn't subcontract, they're still going to get the sheriff's office. But, yes, then it may take a little longer. But that was not what the, the city of Moose Lake was intended to do. What kind of cost savings are they looking at? I, I believe it was almost half. Um I think the budget number that I saw was like eight or nine hundred thousand to have their own police department, and about high fours, low fives to contract through the sheriff's office. Yeah. Well, Kyle, I'm glad you so called. They're going to save about half. Good. Thank you. Not a problem. Have a great day. All right. Uh, so there you go. Um, yeah, public safety will not be uh, will not be um, infringed upon like your Second Amendment, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. That's from the Bill of Rights. Isn't that something, and thank you, Janny, isn't that something that we have a Bill of Rights that provide us these rights? Don't surrender your rights, folks, because when they're gone, you don't get them back. Don't think that it's okay that some people can have guns and you can get a gun this way and this way, but not this way and 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 this way. And these erosion of these rights are going to have profound effects on law-abiding citizens primarily. It's a sad state we live in. I'm sorry. Things are really getting twisted in the state of Minnesota. It's Wisconsin Day. I hope you're doing well over in Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, The territory was dubbed the Badger State, not because of animals in the region, but rather an association with lead miners, lead miners, in the 1820s. Prospectors came to the state looking for minerals, and without shelter in the winter, the miners had to live like badgers. They burrowed into the hillside. They had tunnels. I guess I never really knew that. But... Today's your day, Wisconsin. Thank you for all the things that you provide for us. Except the Green Bay Packers. I'm a Viking fan. Come on, give me a break. (laughs) But I did reside in Wisconsin at one time. I once called it home. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks for participating. Listen to us at the podcast, kdal610.com. And we'll be back tomorrow at 11 o'clock from 11 to 2 with more Sound Off. Have a great day, everyone.